Clearly we know what we're doing. Clearly I know what I'm doing. <laughs> All right. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Mile 13. My name is Kim. I'm Jackie. And we have a special guest with us today. Casper is still, I don't know what Casper's doing. They're moving or something still. What are What is Casper doing? Um. So they don't have internet right now. Oh, yeah. So that's the issue is they've moved in, but they just don't have the internet set up. So it's either Casper can go to Panera and everybody at like looks at them weird telling ghost stories to nobody or we wait until <laughs> they get internet and then they can come back. So in the meantime, we have a very, very, very special treat. I'm super excited. My friend Steffi's on the phone. Steffi, say hello. hello. Hi. Um, How's it going? Steffi and I went to school together and she lives in upstate New York um, near Ithaca, correct? Correct. And so, she has a ghost story. I have a ghost story. And, and uh, I'm so it, excited it to hear it. Because I moved to upstate New York um, from Kettering with a boyfriend, and then it pretty much immediately did not work out. <laughs> so <laughs> I moved to a town, and I, I thought I'd give it a try because I had a good job up here. And so I went house hunting and realized that everywhere in a college town was completely out of my price range. Mm. So a friend named Jean Steele went out and decided we'll go look in surrounding areas and came upon this really cute little house that was ridiculously low in price. Oh, so oh that should have been your red flag. Right. It's cute <laughs> oh, and cheap. It's totally up, especially since the, the house, there's another apartment complex sort of next to it. And the places there were about $800 a month and mine was 500 <gasps> Whoa. Oh. Yeah, I've seen American Horror Story. I know where this goes. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they did sort of just tell us, hey, it's because of squirrels. What? So we had squirrels in the attic, supposedly. Um, oh, I So, okay. We had to replace a water heater or something once because a squirrel dropped a nut in it. I would not, I, I would not discount our mortgage that much because of a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> well, ours is more like if you moved a panel of the ceiling, you got a ton of black walnuts dropped on your head. So, but you know, so they're legit were squirrels. They're, they're legit were squirrels. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So you, any, any kind of noise we heard from the ceiling, I definitely would just discount as squirrel. Okay. But I, I moved in and it, it sort of all happened right when we moved in. We had these cute neighbors. It was a little family and they had just had a baby and they were so sweet, brought us over some cookies and we were like, oh, this is awesome. So um, Jean had a little girl named Becca who was three years old when we moved in. So it was just the three of us, two bedroom apartment. Perfect for us. Yeah. So... Two days after we moved in and we you know, were unpacking uh, and Becca was asleep about eight o'clock at night and we hear our neighbors just hustling. And so we kind of look out the door and realize that they are throwing everything that they can into their car. And we said, oh my goodness, are you guys okay? You know, me being the nice person that I am, I thought, you know, something had gone wrong. Maybe they got in a fight. I only saw the, the wife and she, the husband comes out the door. And says, if I were you, I would leave right now. And we were Ooh. like, okay. <laughs> this, is, this is a duplex, correct? Yeah, correct. Okay. So it's right. sort of like one house where the original part had been built in 1882. And the house that we lived on had been built in 1912 to accommodate for sort of the expanding family. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and so we just wrote these people off. I mean, they looked wrong out, kind of crackheady looking all of a sudden, even though they look totally normal to begin with. Mm-hmm. So we, we just kind of wrote it off like, let's get back inside and we'll lock our door and we'll just let them do their thing. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, what are you going to do? Right. What are you going to do? I don't know these people. Uh, and so the, the next morning I wake up, it was a Tuesday and, uh, randomly heard this baby crying and I thought oh my god they left their baby and so I went over just to see if their door was unlocked 
No, wait, let, when, me, let me interrupt you for a second. How long had you guys been living here at this point? So we moved in. Uh, we started, we signed the lease on a Friday. We started moving in on Saturday. We were in in on Sunday. Monday night is when they started moving oh, out. So this was so days. You guys had just moved no, this, in. It, it's like hours. It was so quick that Whoa. this happened. From being completely normal people. Um, <laughs> that's terrifying. And, and too, like with you hearing the baby crying next door, I couldn't imagine you're about to open the door and you, like, you have no idea what you're going to see. Yeah. It, they left all of their, I mean, anything large that didn't fit in the car was still in that house. Whoa. Wow. So, I mean, when I walked in there, was, it was like trash. There were couches everywhere, you know, pieces of paper and just, general craziness and the funny thing was you know I, they had said hi to us from their door and i had looked into their house probably on monday yeah and probably on sunday and their house looked fine it was like cute you know young couple oh my god now it was crashed wow and i i checked the door and it's it's unlocked um and i go i hear this baby crying from upstairs and I go, uh, they sort of had a big open loft on that side versus sort of the bedroom we had on our second floor. So their big open loft is, again, trash, just so much stuff, except there is a crib right in the middle of the room. And I'm standing at the top of the flight of stairs, and I can hear this baby crying from the crib, and I cannot be a baby in the crib. Oh, no. No. Oh, I don't so, like that. <laughs> no. Thank you, but no. I'm like a completely sane person. I immediately think this is a toy. This is something. This is, you know, what? what is this? So I'm looking around the room. And then I go like, just look into the crib. And there's a blanket. There's, there's stuff. So I move the stuff and it stops. And that scared me more than the actual crying of the baby because now I have no logical explanation of uh, what happened. And you're by yourself. Yeah, oh. I, you are a braver <laughs> woman than I am. I would not have gone over to the crib. I know how this... There was a demon baby in there. I know there is. There's like a, a corpse or a demon baby or something. I've seen this movie. I know that's... My immediate thought was, I've seen this movie. Oh. Like, it, it felt so cliche. Like, this was the most cliche ghost experience. You know, I had never really had it I could write off or that I couldn't write off before. And I was just like, whoa. So I immediately, you know, almost see my pants and run out of that, run back into our house and go get Jean, who's like sitting on the couch. I'm like, you, ha you have, you are not going to believe me. She heard the baby and was like, well, what's going on over there? And I was like, there's a crib in the middle of the room and when i moved the stuff in the crib it stopped crying and she's like what yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh jean thinks i'm crazy now <laughs> and uh she was just sort of like okay you know weird thing maybe it was uh, on a baby she thought maybe there's a baby monitor up there and it's picking up somebody else's baby okay I said, that makes sense logical that's what i said i it's, oh, this is logical. There's an explanation. This is fine. Okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. we go on. We go on like living our lives. And uh, about this would have been, you know, any time in the next few days, um, we hear footsteps walking up our stairs. You know, um, totally like, daytime. Like inside yeah. or like up the front steps to the house? There were only two steps out to the front, okay. <laughs> but um, no, this is like directly in our house and, you know, real heavy, bump, 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 like boots on steps. Okay. So it sounds like a, a person. Yeah. Okay. And, and I'm like, I thought PJ was home. I was alone for this. Oh, and PJ is also what Jean went by back then. So if I call her PJ, sorry, Jean, uh, but she wasn't there. Becca wasn't there. I was alone. So I, I go over to the stairs 
uh, and it stopped. And I said, hello? And I heard something laugh. So now I'm scared. I'm like really scared. Uh, yeah, you're like yep. the ghost whisperer, Stephanie. <laughs> you go over to it and it stops, <laughs> and it laughs like a Joke. like a a man's laugh. Huh. Something like, looked just, worse. I feel like was it like a chuckle, it, like a friendly chuckle, like a ha, 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 how's it going, or was it like a yeah? Ha, it, ha, ha. No, and it wasn't <laughs> maniacal. It was it was just like huh, really kind of almost like I surprised it. Okay. You scared uh, it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it sort of felt like that. I immediately call my landlord, Heidi. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, don't want to sound crazy, but has anybody ever said this house is haunted? And, you know, she's the landlord. Oh, no, no, no. It's an old house. Probably squirrels. Blah, 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 blah. Squirrels. Uh, and again, I'm just sort of like, okay. Uh, and I, I said, well, the the tenants next door, you know, they left and told me to get out. I'm just a little nervous about this place. And she said, the tenants next door left? So then I have Heidi showing up at my house. Oh. Uh, and, and going into the other room and she's, you know, swearing and just angry landlord. Did they leave a phone number? I'm like, no, I didn't think to ask random people for their phone number. <laughs> As they're like throwing their stuff in the car and like, get out. Yeah. And, uh, so Heidi is over there, you know, throwing stuff around. And I realized that, uh, you know. Maybe, maybe this is all in my head. I have freaked myself out from the baby. I have, you know, whatever. She'll clean up all this stuff. The baby monitor won't be there. And it's probably just all in my head. Yeah. So nothing really happens other than me just telling Jean when she got home, like, oh my gosh, she'll never believe my day. (laughs) But she, she, we go on again, living our life. Now it is the second Tuesday we have been there. I am bringing laundry into my house. So, you know, walking up the front steps and going into my door. And outside, I couldn't hear it. Inside, there's a baby crying. Oh, no. So I go over to check the door. And this time it's locked. Heidi probably locked it. And so I, I can't go up there. Um, Jean was in the bathroom giving Becca a bath and comes out and goes, is that the baby crying again? And I was like, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything really left in that house to be making any kind of noise. Heidi had started cleaning it out. And it, it just dawns on us like, this is something, this Mm -hmm. is something odd. Yeah. Because if it was a baby monitor. That was picking up like you would think a baby doesn't not cry. I've been around my fair share of babies. (laughs) They don't go for days without crying. Yeah. You would have heard it in the interim. Mm -hmm. So I realized, I think to myself, man, this happened at the exact same time, you know, last Tuesday. So in the next, I said, Jean. Let's figure out if this is happening every Tuesday. So we we decided like, okay, we're kind of stuck here, at least for the year that we have signed the lease, unless we want to break it. Plus, we can't really afford to live anywhere else. So we just try to stick it out. So again, for that week, we hear footsteps on the stairs. We hear, you know, other funky sounds. And I... We wait, Tuesday rolls around, and we get a recorder like it was a old school, you know, took some batteries. Yeah, recorder. like a Walkman. I was going to say this was like 2005, so I, I actually had a pretty fancy uh, <laughs> semi-digital one, but it oh. still took you know, a billion AA batteries. Yeah. But we record the baby noise, and we play it back, and it is 100% not on the tape. <gasps> You can hear us on the, on the recording. You can hear us going, whoa, listen to that. 
we're not crazy. But <laughs> and then you just sound got- crazy anyways. <laughs> and then we- so all of our friends think that, you know, we're telling them this. We're like, man, we have a ghost baby. Only on Tuesday. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we start to think this is kind of funny. Um, and, and we just sort of, you know, live with it. And we, I was sitting downstairs then, uh, the following or maybe the next, next Tuesday, um, baby starts crying. I just go, shut up, baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's my natural reaction. (laughs) Now we're apparently talking to the baby. (laughs) I don't so know if I would call that talking to a baby. What kind of, you're poor children. Right? That is how you, shut up, kid. <laughs> and, and this was like, Tuesdays were my day off. Oh, that too. makes me even worse. So I was always, and it happened at like eight o'clock in the morning. I was just waking up having coffee and just didn't want to listen. Oh, the baby was crying about 45 minutes. Oh, oh, I that's a long time. Like, Shut up, baby, too. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> the nice you. thing is, though, is you have your own kind of alarm clock set up. Like you don't have to worry about it not going 8 off every Tuesday. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so I'm like, Shut up, baby. And then we hear our first voice. It goes, Yeah, shut up. It was this. <laughs> <laughs> And it was like, you know, when <laughs> kids realize you had said something that semi like going to take somebody off. So they say it like a parrot. Yeah. It, in the same inflection that I said it. But like, yeah. <laughs> and the kids like, finally, I, someone else said it. So I don't. <laughs> so oh this gosh. was the first point, you know, that. I'm getting goosebumps. Everything's standing up. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I don't know how I would have reacted to that. Because up until this point, it's been really scary. But, but then you have some yeah. random kid be like, yeah, what she said. <laughs> uh, so this, this gets a little creepier. So then um, we hear, or I hear to the moon, this voice go, now ladies, very proper, very deep. Like obviously a man's voice, and whereas the kid's voice sounded really like it could have been standing next to me, this voice sounded like disembodied. It filled the room, sort of loud voice, and I, uh, you know, and I'm talking to the ghost, so I'm just like, uh, sorry, <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, the little voice goes, I'm not. Oh, and I like this I, kid. So I ran out of the house. I, I can just, understand like, that. I can't. I, it, this is one of those things like you would like to think of what you would do in this situation. But I feel like until you're actually in this situation, you wouldn't know. Because knowing you, I would not have pictured you running out of the house. Like I would picture you staying to converse with these two ghosts. Yeah, I, I, I think I just needed a minute. Yeah, because I, I mean, understandable. I, up until now now you've had like one harmless ghost baby but now you find out not only do you have a harmless ghost baby you have an ornery ghost kid and like a i don't know that i would say domineering ghost man but you have like a proper like now ladies Mm -hmm. let's not call the baby stupid yes and it wasn't uh, none of these felt very like um angry so they weren't like sinister, sinister ghosts. They were like just normal people. Like cohabitating. Yeah. yeah. They were just like normal people that happened to be dead. Exactly. Gotcha. So, uh, Jean gets home from work and, um, you know, Becca and her come in and I had calmed down and gone back into the house and was just like, this is all in your head. You maybe didn't get enough sleep. You're freaking yourself out. Uh, for a long time, I really wrote this off like this isn't actually happening. And uh, I'm waiting for Becca so to make friends with this kid. We start, Gene and I start laughing, sort of like this is this is funny. We need to give our ghost a name. Uh, so we decide to call it Steve. Of course you did. <laughs> right? 
Isn't naming a ghost like one of the worst or naming something the worst thing you can do? Because I think technically uh, you're giving it power. Well, I will say we we gave it this name. It got really angry. Oh. You didn't like that name. It didn't like the name. It did not like the name. But we, uh, the next morning when we are leaving, um, we were both going to work and uh, (laughs) we're exiting the house. And I say, bye, Steve. (laughs) And it goes, get the fuck out and slams the door. Oh, not so proper now, are we, Steve? (laughs) That escalated very quickly. And again, that voice was really loud. It was booming. It didn't sound like a hundred percent like someone was standing there. It was monotone and scary. Oh, it's like James Earl Jones is a ghost. (laughs) We were just like, hey, (laughs) okay. If you, you say know, so, what a- bye. Yeah, have a great day. So we decided we're going to, you know, stay out a little late, maybe get <laughs> just in time to kind of go to bed and we'll talk it out in the morning kind of thing. We get home and go to bed. Nothing happened. N- there, there was a long stint after that of where it was just the Tuesday baby crying. And uh, maybe three or four weeks went by where we were just like, wow, maybe it was just like we're moving in. This is nothing. So then uh, her daughter starts talking about the girl. I knew it. I uh, knew they were going to be buddies. Uh, and she says, there's, there's the girl and the princess and the little boy. And I'm playing some. Or not the little boy, the boy. So we we just think this is a three-year-old. She's moved into a new house. You know, she's the only kid there, you know, playing. And we just write it off as kind of a imaginary friends. So I started watching Becca on the days that I was off. And Becca, um, you know, would talk to girls and and different things and we played this game called Tiger Pirate Dragon <laughs> <laughs> where um we would dress up as tigers but we were also pirates and sometimes dragons. Fair. That sounds fantastic. But, yeah, right? Three year olds they come up with these games. Oh That's yeah, right. For three year olds, than... not not for me currently in my situation. Yeah, well I was gonna say that sounds better than the games that the three year olds that I knew played called the Dead Eye game, which we'll get into another time. Oh I love that. My kids play wonky games too. Now it's like Minecraft and Fortnite, but it used mm. to be very mm. Um But the the you know, there's a morning um Jean has gotten a boyfriend and they she was staying the night at his house mm. and they were going to go up in the morning, drop Becca off and she would head off to work and I would watch Becca. So I'm sleeping in my room and I feel something touch my foot and say, can we play, you know, tiger pirate dragon? And I stood up like, oh crap, my alarm didn't go off. This is Becca. And I went, Becca. <sighs> Up and this little voice. Now this is a tinier voice. Goes, I'm not Becca. And I went, Whoa! There's nothing here. You could see on the bed where the blanket had been pushed down by my foot. Uh... Like it had rustled. Everything sort of looked smoothed out, and there was this like very definite fluffy blanket pushed down. You know, and I it up and and now i'm like okay this had a very little voice and i was like steve is that you it goes i'm not steve and i went oh who are you and then it stopped so i get up go downstairs make some coffee realize it's five o'clock in the morning uh and then go like oh they're not gonna be here for a few hours just sitting down they show up and I say, Gene, man, we need to talk about this place. Like, I'm 
I'm starting to feel like maybe we shouldn't live here. Yeah. And and maybe we just break this lease. We find another place. So I mean, start- somebody yelling at you to get the fuck out is one thing. But when you got a toddler waking you up at five in the morning wanting to play pirate dragon princess games. <laughs> Forget it. I would have been right. gone at the neighbors moving out. <laughs> Even if they were yeah. really happy, I'd have been like, there's something wrong. Bye. Right. And uh, so we start looking around trying to find another place that we can move to. There, There is nowhere. We're now searching at the start of when freshmen were coming to Ithaca College and Cornell. There's like no apartments. We would have to have moved to Freeville. We saw an apartment in Freeville, like 45 minutes away. That would have put our jobs like an hour and a half away. My bus commute would have been like three hours and two transfers. Whoa. So we say, you know, we, I feel like we did this, like, we're we're tough. We're like talking each other off, you know, we got this. We're strong. This, what is that ghost going to do? You know? (laughs) We, We, uh, you know, just decide that we are going to be okay with the ghost. So we actually verbally say out loud, like, hey, we're okay with you. As long as you don't yell at us, like, please don't scare us. So now we have a solid year of just these things, these things that would happen. We've now, you know... footsteps, laughter. It it started really just almost becoming like a friend. We just started calling the 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 man stuff Steve and the girl stuff girl and the baby stuff baby and and we figured out that if you didn't yell at the baby, but if we went over to the wall and were just like, oh got you or something, it would stop. So the baby actually kind of stopped. We didn't hear it every Tuesday. As long as we were just like cool when we heard it and said something like, oh, poor baby, it would stop. Really strange. Um, And this was around the time that our stuff starts happening to our friends. Oh. Uh, So uh, Jean's boyfriend, now husband, Chuck, he would come over to the house and he thought we were all crazy. Nothing would happen when he was there. He would just kind of laugh at us like, y'all are just women laughing at noises. <laughs> and uh, we, were, we were talking to him. We're like, what would make you believe that this is actually happening? He goes, if, if it can open up every door in the kitchen, like in the sixth sense. He's like, I'm talking under the think above you know everything if i walk in there you know so in the house there was sort of a steve's like challenge accepted yeah i I can see it coming (laughs) this was this was maybe five minutes after he had said that i went into the kitchen to get a beer and you could walk into like through an entryway but you could still be seen from that doorway from the couch Okay. So I walk, get the beer, and I stop because literally every cabinet door is open, <gasps> and the fridge, and the fridge, and I'm like, Chuck, get over here!" And he's <laughs> what did like, you do? <laughs> "He's like, no way! One of y'all did this." I was like, "Nobody has left the couch. This, this, oh. you know, no, none of us did this." So I close all of the doors and start walking back into the living room and realized that I forgot the beer. So I walked back into the kitchen. I mean, second, maybe 20 seconds max. And all the cabinet doors are open again. Oh, God, Steve, <laughs> stop it. It's I weird know, that you it, didn't hear that either. I feel like you could hear yes, at least like something hear, moving. Yeah. We didn't hear anything. And I mean, this is like an old house, crappy appliances and stuff like that. You would have heard oh. squeaky or open. So there's that. We, you know, and this stuff, Chuck's like, all right, I believe you. I completely believe you. Finally. Thanks, Chuck. Yeah. Um, so a little bit of time goes by. Becca was about 
you know, I think he was almost four and a half, really close to five. And she's in the bathtub and she just starts crying. And uh, I go in there, Jean goes in there and she, we're like, why are you crying, honey? Um, and she says, the little girl, she's just so sad that, you know, she's burned. And we went, what? We're like, you saw her? And we didn't ever tell Becca anything about anything. We thought the girl was an imaginary friend. So we say to her, you know, what, how'd she get burned? And she said, her Christmas tree caught on fire. I said, oh, well, you know, I wish I could give her a hug. You know, and you're just trying to talk it out. Becca goes to bed. Jean says, I got to move. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to move it. Where I'm going to get back out of the house, you know, find another roommate. And I'm like, I am totally cool with that. If I could see a little burned girl, I'm moving too. Yeah, right. Um, and I had a, a friend who was looking for a place at the time. So it actually kind of worked out. It was a big thing. And that friend is my current husband. Hopefully, only husband. Aww, <laughs> yay, Matt. So that worked out in your favor. I was That's about good. to say, um, Matt, I say to him, hey, you know, I know that, you know, you're looking for a place, just come move in to my crazy haunted house. <laughs> uh, and he, again, was one of those people that just was like, ugh, you are so wrong. So he moves in, and and the, the ghosts are kind of like, like in an uproar. Um, a lot of stuff starts happening. We start seeing a lot of what we're calling Steve. Um, and I'm, we'd start to see these, I wish I had better words for this. One time I was walking through the kitchen and I could see footsteps of dust. Um, that kitchen was actually built on when they added plumbing. So that area would have been the back entrance to their farm. Okay. So walking through my kitchen are these footprints. And whenever they hit the ground, it would sort of oof out this like smoky black kind of dust. Ooh, that's weird. And I just stood there like, what is that? And again, I'm alone. So this one, you know. I don't have anybody to back me up. Do you think Steve I, was jealous? Because you'd always had a female living there with you before, and now there's another yeah, man in the and, house. And we, would, and we would talk to him. like It was like completely, you know, strangers in the night just sort of passing and, you know, whatever. It, it was, you never felt alone in the house. But you never really felt like anything was too scary other than that one time. Yeah. This was just, just the having a first, bad day. Yeah, and it was really just like the first thing we saw. Uh-huh. Like, it was very weird. Like, this wasn't, I couldn't write it off as like hearing something wrong or something. It was just footsteps in dust. <laughs> right. And um, shortly thereafter, I heard a noise in our garbage can. We get bears. So the Brookendale sort of, out in the middle of nowhere. And so we had gotten bear once or twice in our trash before. And I'm thinking, ah, ha, ha, this was the bear. And I had firecrackers that we would sort of flick from the porch at the bear to scare it off. Okay. Um, wonderful way to scare off bears if you ever need to, by the way. Good to know. So, Hopefully you don't need to try that out. Yeah. And I go outside. <laughs> now, if you know me, this was like, so me. I'm like, hey, bear. Get out! <laughs> <laughs> lick the um, firecracker at it. Uh, I go to actually light the firecracker. Didn't actually get it lit, and it jumps at me. Um, and kind of went through me. What? But I realized that it is when it was in the tr- the when it was by the trash making noise. It was like a blob. It was just like it was the it was late at night. It just sort of looked like a bear bear's butt sort of in our trash can um and when it came up it was 
human shaped and like it had been crouching. Oh. And oh, our trash can was by one of our windows. So it it was the male it was like a large male shape but had been crouching looking through the windows. So then it jumped at me, threw me, I freaked, I run inside. Um What did that feel like? Could you feel nothing. it? No, I really like I was trying that was the first thing Matt asked. He's like, Oh my goodness, did you feel this? And I was like, No. <laughs> it didn't feel like anything. It didn't feel like like even if there was a wind or like a dust or something, you'd feel something touching you. It was like nothingness. Read of God. Um and this was the point at which we were like, all right, we have got to start doing some research. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why it took us two, <laughs> two or three years to like, figure out that we needed to like, read up on, on what's going on in our house. Um, we started researching at the Caroline Community Center because we found out that that is where they house all the information and documentation from Brooksendale. So we met with a wonderful woman named Barb Cohen and she let us have complete access to like all of the information that she had on our house. So um, we learned that there was a flood in 1905 that did some damage to the house. There was a Christmas tree fire in 19... where it listed that a young child in the family of Bacon had died. So it didn't actually list that it was um, someone who lived there. It kind of sounded like a relative. And what year Um, was that? That was in 1910. Okay. And our side of the house was then built in 1912 to house... William Bacon II. So we found out that the house was built by William Bacon I and that the family were Dutch Reformed Church members, which um, was sort of like an offshoot of Puritans. It was sort of like the, the last remnant of the, the settlers. Yeah, and that, uh, they're, it, they're still, um, like that old church is still there, right? And it's now yes. like a Presbyterian church, I think. Yes. And um, there was another Dutch Reformed church before that that was right down the road in Caroline. And it actually, the only part of that that's still standing is um, sort of an outshed and a cemetery. Um, And we learned that William Bacon was buried there along with four of his children. Um, One of which had died as a, it was listed as less than a year, no name, you know. It was a long time ago and babies just didn't make it. It was just listed as baby boy bacon. So Or at least um, it was a boy. It, yeah. And in the uh, it, I was really surprised that none of the names of children were really kept on record. We didn't really find a lot other than um the that there was a typhoid epidemic that went around in 1903 and that it killed a daughter who was 13. And we did find out that her name was Claire. Which is one of my favorite names. I don't like that her name is Claire. That's like my favorite name. (laughs) Um, I wonder though, like, I wonder if it's maybe because, (sighs) sounds terrible, but I wonder if it's because children were so sort of dispensable back in that time period. Like children at the turn of the century really didn't live very, like if you made it into your teens, mm-hmm. you were a success story. And so not that they didn't give the kids names, but that I wonder if that's why they didn't keep records on kids was because so many of them died that it just wasn't worth keeping records about. I think we also found that a lot of the, male children were were named and then you just had you know miss william bacon um oh. and miss bacon and you know lots of bacon daughter yeah. that we could find um and it was also there wasn't a lot kept between william bacon and william bacon too so the only time that you could distinguish whose children were whose children was just by if the father was mentioned. 
So original William Bacon was still having children with his wife when son William Bacon was also having children um, of his own. Wow. So, you know, prolific family. It really... Virile line. Yeah, right? (laughs) Coincidentally, they're actually related to the Bacons in Ithaca that started the silent film industry because Ithaca was the original Hollywood. Very so, cool. Side tangents there. That's cool. Um, but but we spent a lot of time researching, um, you know, the things that we could find out about the house. We, um, in 1918, and we assume that this is William Bacon's two children, that um, in 1918, swine flu came through and took half of all the children in wow. Carolina, Ithaca. I mean, it was, devastating. If you go to the Dutch Reform Cemetery, there is just an entire section where within a two-month period, there's just so many kids. Wow. It's devastating. So we do know that we're guessing William Bacon too, two of his um, children, and they were just listed as um, two children from our address died of swine flu. So, and it was just called, um, it, they listed it as like consumption slash influenza. Gotcha. So I think swine flu was, was later what it was called. Um, and, and shortly after that, in 1918, the original William Bacon died um, and was also buried there. And the whole Bacon family up and left. So, so you think it was William Bacon Sr. who was Steve? Yeah, and uh, I mean that would that would be what I would guess. Although, did you ever try to call them by their names? Like, did you say, "Hey, William," and did he answer you? No, Hmm. but we got a lot of "I'm not Steve." (laughs) (laughs) He just wanted you to know he wasn't Steve. He just wanted you to know that, like, he wasn't Steve. And we wondered if maybe the Maybe he went by something else. Maybe he was Bill. Maybe he was, you know, Will. And it just didn't ring to him to be William. I wonder or if he maybe had, like an arch nemesis named Steve. Like if somebody <laughs> like treated him badly, he just really hated the name Steve. I have no idea. But if any time we would like be like, ah, Steve, it either we would get like no response or just kind of like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think by the time that Matt moved in, we were we were just calling him Steve when we were kind of angry at it. <laughs> uh, oh, I forgot something cool. Like this is, I think one of the reasons. Like once we started getting along with the ghost, it would do really cool things like find stuff for us. Oh, nice. Uh, I I once lost a check that my dad had sent me, and I had had it on a table like. I'm going to take this and deposit it and be an adult. Um, and we, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it for days. And I was just like, oh, no, I got to find this. And I said, Steve, it would be great if you could just find this. And I, serious, seconds later, it was back on the table. Wow. So now, Can Steve do that for like, me? I, I know, right? Right? So... I decide that, like, okay, cool. I wonder if this happened. I wonder if I can hide things and we can play hide and seek with the ghost. Oh, that's fun. So, I feel like Claire would like that. Yeah, and and you know, I really wish that that if it was Claire, that she would have made it like obvious that she was Claire. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Claire, we know Claire was thirteen, and so like thirteen was a whole lot older back then. Oh yeah, that's like almost marrying age. Yeah, and and um, I we never really these things are always so young feeling, like six, seven little things, like little funny things. Um, I always wondered if the thing that found things was her, and maybe the thing that moved stuff of my husband all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh was one of the littler kids. I don't know. I'm almost hesitant to say the word ghost because I never like 
really saw ghosts. You don't, you know, like I yeah. think of ghosts. I'm wearing a sheet. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you think of ghosts as I, th- I think of ghosts a lot of time as malevolent and these, yeah. people, they don't sound, they almost have a personality, which I, I don't hear stories a lot. Yeah. I think yeah. that when you hear, and when you do hear stories about ghosts, like it, it, like they're you're right. They don't have a personality. They're, they're just bad. Yeah. Yeah. I open this, shift this over. Yeah, they're either bad or mischievous or annoying, but they don't actually, like, interact with you. I feel like they, they rarely interact with people. Mm-hmm. And we would we would watch, like, Ghost Hunters or something, and our ghosts would laugh. Like, just, <laughs> they were so watching. Like, uh, um, and we would, I mean, I would hold, like, Convert, like, you know, you're, I talk to myself now, like, oh, I should vacuum or say something, like, out loud. But I feel like when we were there, I would start, like, having, I was by then having full-on, I'm talking to this ghost, like, it's a member of the house. That is awesome. Well, it started, people started being like, this is really weird. And we would have lots of friends who would say, like, this is starting to get exorcisty, or you know, like, is this really a ghost? Is it like demonic? Is it you know? You should leave. So, um, how you worry about yourself? That's what I'm saying. Watch yourself. So, in 2007, Matt and I get married, and it amplifies Steve or William or whatever we're going to call him. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of seemed put off by this. That, like, permanent thing. This was something. Um, and we got a lot more, like, loud bangs and get out and weird stuff shaking or, or moving or something. It would move our drinks. Like, shift drinks on the table like it was trying to pick them up and throw them at us what a jerk not anything levitate not that we ever you know saw it actually move but like you know that scene from jurassic park where they have the cup of water and you oh, yeah yeah and you see it like yeah. Yeah. it was very much like that and nothing's touching the table nothing you know um we got a little dog, and the dog would randomly uh, make noises. The dog had been abused and actually couldn't bark. Like, it had its throat. Oh, mess. no. Did they, did I know. Steve hurt the dog? No, this was oh, a packed. And, like, we took on a 14-year-old Pomeranian named Puffy. Oh, <laughs> um, such a precious name. Right? So, Puffy would go, <clears throat> to bark. Oh. <laughs> so, he would constantly um, bark at things that weren't there. And the thing would make noises back that sounded like it. So whether that was the kids or the thing or whatever, it definitely made our dog noise. Um, and around that time, I got pregnant and my husband was like freaking out. We cannot, you know, bring up this baby here. We can't do this. You know, our kids can't have a ghost friend. You know, what if our, what if our kids called the burnt girl, which I'm still to this day, kind of like, I wish I would have seen that. Yeah. But I don't um, necessarily. Knowing. Hudson, though, I feel like would have been all about it. I think that yeah. Hudson would have been like, "Hey, let's talk. Let's let me yeah. tell me like, all about the nether world." <laughs> I know, right? He would have been very analytical about it. Yeah, and I actually got kind of sad that um that we were leaving, oh. and I, I, it was odd. I feel like if you're going to buy your first house, right? You're excited. You want to like go look at houses. I feel like I had to be dragged 
mm-hmm. and that Matt had to really like, you need to, you need to come look, I need some input. And I would just be like, just take a place. Like, I don't feel like that would be my response. Yeah. Nor whether it was pregnancy or that maybe I was just feeling really attached to my funky ghost house. It started to be a little strange. And I realized this and. It's probably not healthy. You know, yeah. Probably healthy. Not healthy at all. And uh, the. Around this time, I'm starting to show. Like, I was about, I started showing at like three months. I got big with Hudson. And uh, there was one time where I was so hot. Just dead hot, pregnant hot. And I took my shirt off. And the second that I did it, you know, no one's home. The second that I did it, um, I felt... It felt like four hands on my stomach. Whoa. Oh, that's weird. So none of them were close to each other, but they were very low. So kids height and from the bottom of my stomach and not like, I feel like an adult would just like, put their hand on your stomach and hold it there or something. Yeah. These were like rub-a-dub-dub. <laughs> so like the and little, like the little kid is trying to like lift your belly or something. I don't even, they were just rubbing in circles. Just and it was very, you could see it on my stomach. I just Ooh. stood there like, Ooh. and I said, okay, that's enough. And it stopped. But then it started happening like a lot. Sometimes they were hugs that I would get like on the side of my leg, like a kid would sort of attack the side of you Um, and at two different heights. And around that time, I was like, okay, this, this has got to stop. We have got to go. We found a house. We signed a lease. Everything happened. We start to pack. And everything just sort of amplified into now the kids sounded creepy. They were crying. The baby started crying again. And the just everything, our house would randomly shake. <laughs> um, uh, there was, I, this was one of the last full nights we spent in the house. Matt and I are upstairs asleep. We're getting ready to go to bed. And we had a fish tank on a dresser. And it just starts shaking. The walls are shaking. We had these old sort of storm windows that would lift up. And the windows are shaking. We closed the windows because I really thought that they were going to break. There's no wind. There's no storm. It's just, and just noises everywhere. And I'm just like, Stop it and yell. And Matt does the same thing. And it just laughs. Like, and this time it's maniacal. Oh, it sounded no. like, like the sound of energy, like weird, you know, like it, this one was odd. And it was, I had like a ring holder, um, you know, like they're, China and they have a little point. Yeah. And it's like shaping Matt and I's ring on the ring holder. That's the only thing. Like it's the house stops moving and then just starts shaking that. Hmm. And then um it there were dogs barking outside. And like real dogs? Like real dogs. And Matt was just like, oh, I just all this noise or something. And uh, our windows were closed, I think. I mean, I think that it was dogs outside. Our windows were closed. It's not like we should have been able to hear it as loud as it was. And Matt's just like, stop barking. Like, I thought it was the dogs outside. We had two dogs right across the street from us. And now the dogs stop barking, and whatever this is goes 
woof, woof. And it was like a person. Oh, no. oh, you don't make no. fun of my dog. I don't have one right? yet, but you don't make fun of it. I don't even know. And it, it, it was just like the weirdest. That was the weirdest happening ever. Yeah, I can understand why your neighbors fled in terror. Yeah, we we had multiple neighbors that lived there. No one stayed very long on the other side of the house. I mean, people would stay for like two months, three months, leave. Um, but in, I would say, about uh, two, it was shortly after we got married, uh, uh, a guy named Chris moves in and his girlfriend at the time, Rainy. And they never heard a darn thing. That's the crazy part is that these two people, very intellectual, very smart, just just amazing neighbors, never heard anything. When they came over to our yeah. side of the everything stopped. Wow. And we, we never told any of the neighbors like anything that was really going on because A, they're strangers and B it would be nice to just have them start their story off. Plus, if you start telling people that your house is haunted, you look insane. Yeah. People yeah. from opinions, you, you know. Um, so it was you, And then you don't want to, I don't not like corrupt the story. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to plant the seed in somebody's head and then. Make them paranoid. Right. And then. Right. Yeah. Um, our, our really good friend, Maggie was over helping me pack up. And I um, I really think that this was shortly before we left or, or we were just hanging out. And she had a funky thing happen too, where she was walking past the window and then all of a sudden just kind of like covered her ears randomly and had enough time to keep her ears covered and go, do you hear that bell? And she's like screaming it like this is really loud and she's trying to talk over the bell. And she, I didn't hear it. So are there things that are happening that maybe some people can hear and some people can't hear? It just was a funky place. And That's crazy. Yeah. Do you still keep in touch with Jean? I do. I actually, um, I wanted to get everyone's permission. Like, I talked to Jean. I talked to Chuck. I, we had another roommate, Lindy who had lived there and nothing specific really happened to her other than cabinet doors and, you know, laughing and the baby and the walking up the stairs and the hearing the crazy stuff and but nothing ever really targeted Lindy. Does Jean's daughter ever talk about the girl, the burn girl? Like, does she still remember that? Or has, is that one of those things that like, we don't talk about it. It doesn't, we pretend like it never that, happened. I think that we just, when she moved out, there was just no more talk about it. I think that the imaginary friend aspect of it kind of hung around for a little bit because she would talk about that when she'd come over and visit. And if I'd ever babysit her or something, she would be like, I'm let's, let's play. I'm the boy, you know, or something whenever she was over there. But I know that Jean said that, that that really ended once, they were out. There was there was no more talk little burned girls or Christmas tree fires or yeah, or anything. <laughs> yeah, you don't want something but, like that to stay with you. Yeah. So we moved into our new house and nothing ever happened again. Whoa. And that is an it, intense story. I feel yeah. like I just took like a 30 minute jog. <laughs> like so I know. It was it was definitely um definitely a weird time frame, although I feel like there were only really if you took all the days with a mass in the, you know, almost five years that I spent there, there's only a handful of things that seem scary. Most of the time it was just pleasant. Do you miss you them? Yes, all the time actually. And, and since you and I were talking about this, um, outside of here, when I said, Hey, I actually have a weird haunting thing. Uh, I just still kind of feel like 
man, it would be cool to just like introduce my kids to it. And that's a crazy thought to me. That's something that I would never do. I've never talked to my kids about this. My kids know nothing of this. Um, any, my daughter loves kind of scary movies and stuff. And she would say, you know, are ghosts real? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> There's no such thing as ghosts, no monsters, no demons, no nothing. So, um, interesting. You know, it, but I think that I really started to notice how different the vibe of that house was whenever we moved into this house. And the first time that I was ever alone in the house, it just felt so alone. I don't think that there was ever a time where I ever felt lonely there. Yeah. Like because okay, you were never alone. And it just there was never a sad moment in that house. Everything was so happy and pleasant and just you I know like a, that's a twist that you don't hear on ghost stories a lot. I, I would know. not expect that. Because even so like if I experienced the exact same thing, I know I would have been so terrified from day one. And even if there's like a tree branch that brushes against my wall and I can see it happening, I still think like, well, what if, what if it's a demon? <laughs> I, I, I always I go feel, way extreme. Um, whenever it was trying to scare us, it never really scared us. You know, like in Beetlejuice, when, um, you know, the ghosts are trying to scare the Deets family and, and, and it just was like, oh, this is. Try harder. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it reminds Bye. me of there's a meme that I saw on Facebook that everybody it, it was something like everybody always wants to know what it's like in a haunted house. And it's just like, Frank, stop banging coffee cups around. It's seven. <laughs> right on. Exactly. That is exactly what our house is like. And it was, you know, it, you'd hear like. I remember that a couple of the times where we heard get out and like that when Matt moved in, we would go. Oh, and like, <laughs> it like it was. I don't even know. It was just like the only like what would scare these people. I don't even know. It was just so odd, and you know, there what would be odd was when you go weak and nothing would happen, and you just yeah. be like, "Where are they? Are, yeah, they, are they on vacation?" You know. <laughs> so. But but I really feel like our we had like the 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 happiest haunted house in New York. It sounds you know? like a, it sounds like a very happy house. It does. That it is does. an incredible story. I am so glad that you. Oh yeah, clap track. <laughs> Wait, we have a clap track now. Um, yeah, we we're... wait for it. Hold well, on. Oh. That's not a clap track. Here, I'm laughing. There we go. The Yay! Yay. Our crowd house is house in, really excited. Happiest house in New York. <laughs> yes, it, it was just, it was just pleasant. I, I think the only time that I was ever like, whoa, was the the, um, PJ or Gene texted me just to be like, are you going to talk about the blob smoke bear ghost? <laughs> yeah, I think that was weird. the only time where I, I was really like. Whoa! <laughs> that I want that to never happen again, and it didn't, which was nice. Yeah, that's good. Respect your boundaries. But, uh, when I hear stories of other people who had like haunted experiences, I I do feel like it made me question them. Like, did you have friends over? Have can any of your friends back you up? No, I was always alone. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I have a, I have about 10 people that I just asked. And I know I forgot to mention some of them in my stories or anything like that, that, that were just like, you can use my name. I was there. It was weird. That's awesome. <laughs> I thank you so much yeah, for, thank you. for calling in and telling us. That was a great hey. story. Oh. Nope. I'm a plethora of ghost stories and farming knowledge now. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know, because I have a basil plant that needs some help. <laughs> it would like some coffee grounds. 
There you go. You I have, have plenty those. of those. Awesome. Coffee grounds. So yeah, that's my story. Thank you. Well, so thank you. Much. Yeah. All right. So Steffi, everybody. Oh, hey. Hey, look at that. And have a lovely rest of your day. Thanks. Yeah, you too. You Bye, too. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Whoa. Uh, I think I'm going to poop my pants. I don't even <laughs> think we need to like talk anymore. Like you may have another story. Do you want to tell your other story? I don't feel like you can pop that. So yeah, there you go. Mile 13 up in upstate New York. Ithaca, um, Dryden, Caroline, Brookendale. I cannot remember that I name. Know, it's, a, it's kind of a long one. All right. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Kind of a long one, but super, a uh, super, super good one. Yeah. If you have a ghost story that you would like to share with us, feel free to write to us at mile13show at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and hopefully next week or next episode, Casper will be back with us. Yeah. Which will also be a good one. I've, I'm not sure which one we're going to do, but there are two options. Oh, okay. Yeah. Jackie's sending me signals. Um, <laughs> next episode is going to be a very timely episode. We'll put it that way. There's your hint. It's time travel. I'm just kidding. No, it's not. No. Our next episode, uh, I'm really excited for. We're going to be sampling some music. Um, oh, yeah. We are going to be talking about current events, sort of. And uh, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects in the whole wide world. So, tune in next Yee. time. All right. Got anything else? Um, no. I think I'm good. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.